You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? Welcome back to the Repair Podcast, everybody. I'm Pagan, your host, and joining me as always is my co-host, Dan. What's up, visual listeners? That's right. What's up? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. And joining us today is Emmanuel and Elizabeth. Welcome, Woo-hoo. guys. Hi. Hello, welcome hey. to the show. Pleasure, pleasure to have mm-hmm. you here. Emmanuel, you're no no stranger to the Repair Podcast, uh, so... How how you how you been? It's been a while. <laughs> I know. No, I've I've been I've been in Austin for a year now. Uh, ever since we last spoke, um, I moved here to Austin in October of wow, twenty twenty. Wow, in the middle of the pandemic, and uh, I've been working my uh, my way as an accountant, and uh, I've been streaming like on the weekend. It's like as an accountant or like a TikTok accountant. I wish TikTok account that would be. You were in, <laughs> the first time you were on the podcast. You were in Jersey. Yeah, I was in New Jersey for <laughs> quite a bit. Um, I moved uh, to Austin and then just grazed my way around town um, since then. And I, I've been the nonstop streaming, writing for the the Couch Soup website. Yes. Uh, got getting a lot of interviews last mm-hmm. year, which I'm very fortunate to have. Um, Bruce Green and Nicole Tompkins on so the great. website, which I'm very grateful to to have and uh i've had uh, and then i've been i've been hanging in there for the most part so um <laughs> it's been a, it's been a fun ride for sure going to austin just going and going solo um from from my hometown back in jersey dude that's awesome and it is it's fantastic to see you get those interviews and everything for couch soup as well um you're obviously the contributor sorry if anybody didn't know you can find uh, manuel's work over on couchsoup.com as well as liz who is also a new contributor and we'll have a couple of articles out by the time that you're listening to this episode i believe those are titled what to expect from elden ring and the best heroic thieves and why we love them is that right elizabeth yes that is correct nice i'm very excited about those coming mm-hmm. out so are we, for sure. So are we. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Elizabeth. This is your first yes, time on please. the podcast. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I'm very yeah. excited to be here and to finally get a chance to chat with all of you. So um, a little bit about myself. Let's see. So um, I am a freelance virtual assistant, and I'm also working on writing my debut novel. In the meantime, I have a short story coming out. And in my free time, I like to play Uncharted, and I actually read a lot of George R. R. Martin stuff, which is what led me to find out about Elden Ring mm. because he's involved with uh-huh. it. So that's a little bit about myself. And I've just always loved writing and I'm really happy that I found Couch Soup. Um, a friend of mine actually suggested the retro replay to me. So, and then when it became Couch Soup, it was really exciting and I'm really looking forward to writing more content overall. That's amazing. I didn't know you were writing a novel. Yeah, it's been a long time in the works, <laughs> but um, as most novels are, but I just uh, finished my developmental round with my editor so I got all that feedback back and I've been going through it every day so it's a long process but I'm very excited for it and I feel really hopeful (laughs) about how it's all going to turn out oh my god yes same god I really hope it works out just like really quickly is it um is it a fiction or a non-fiction is it fantasy I think um by the time I'm done with it I think it's gonna fall into a new adult dystopian fantasy so cool. it's gonna be a little sci-fi. So it's um a little sci-fi, a little dystopian, and um it's got like new adult age characters. Can I get a so, non-fiction fantasy novel, please? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Nowadays you can Make probably Lord write of the Rings one, real. <laughs> yes. Wait, Just it's like, not real? Take that off the Wait, what? That's not history? 
Well, yeah, it is. It's totally it's history. It's historically <laughs> accurate. Yeah. Oh, that's great to hear, uh, Elizabeth. I'm I'm really excited to hear that about um, about your novel, and of course, you're an active contributor on Couch Soup. It's wonderful to have you um, as part of the network as well. It's really cool to see a lot of uh, the contributors as well come onto the Repair Podcast and get yes. to know, get to know them a little bit more. You know, get to know the people behind the articles, which is wonderful. Um, just before it's a lot of fun to be here. Good, good. Um, so Synergy. the the um just before we proceed just so everybody knows i'm sure they're all very well aware but the repair podcast is now part of the couchsoup.com network a platform focused on un- authentic and unfiltered pop culture Woo-hoo. and it's supported by a community of like-minded nerds like us so do us a favor and support the show by joining the couchsoup community for free at couchsoup.com or choose a paid tier that works for you as always subscribe to our show on itunes or spotify wherever you listen so you never miss an episode who are you calling okay, me? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Spot. Who are you calling me, nerd? <laughs> we reached the tippy top, boys. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, before we go into this week's topics, Dan, why don't you listen to, to what you want to talk about? Ah, yes. Before we get into this week's discussion, I wanted to mention that um, last week there was some big news in the world of gaming, and that was Xbox's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Uh, that was a huge thing that like shocked the internet suddenly that morning. Uh, <laughs> and it happened right after we recorded our last episode. So we weren't able to talk about it. And now we're a little late to the conversation, but I at least wanted to mm-hmm. give us a quick minute to just go around and talk about that and see how everyone feels about that news. So I will throw it to Emmanuel first. I woke up uh, on, it was on Twitter. I woke up this morning about, um, when I woke up this morning and I checked Twitter and you see trending, like, why is Activision? What's going on with Activision? Uh, the acquisition was a bit of a surprise, for sure. Um, especially with what's going on with Activision surrounding all those scandals. Um, this acquisition actually gives Microsoft some leverage, but they're not going to be full-on dominant yet. Mm. Just because of the titles that they've amassed. Um, they have COD. They mm-hmm. have WoW. They have Overwatch. They have I keep Tony Hawk Pro Skater. If they ever have a Tony Hawk Pro Skater five, we'll, we'll know at that point. But I know. the acquisition kind of kind of leverages them in in the in the competition. Um, now the the lingering question for me is, especially with COD being a big thing, and I don't play COD by any means or or the imagination, but I see people play Warzone a lot. And will they be able to keep up the service, or will they make it exclusive? just for xbox and and spencer kind of disclosed hey we'll still honor those contracts between sony and with activision for now what happens after is probably my bigger question about that whether or not um whether or not they'll they'll keep renewing the contracts with sony that's the big question and when but when i woke up that morning it was a shock just because of all the all the titles that they've amassed oh diablo i forgot diablo that's another starcraft too and and seeing that all, all over the place and um that was i woke up that morning i was like what what's and i was looking at my phone and i retweeted it it was a, it was an honest uh i was an honest surprise i was like i can't believe they pulled that off so but of course activision had to save face somehow and microsoft was the only way of doing it now bobby Kodak is basically under phil spencer's um report it's reporting under uh phil spencer at that point but what will his fate be so mm-hmm. there, there's so many questions mm. that are going on with with his acquisition but it was a complete shock at at first sight when i saw that yeah yeah now liz i know you're not as versed on the subject but do you have any impressions or feelings on the matter um, I just want to kind of echo what Emmanuel said. Basically, it was a big surprise. And I know um, the people that I know who play a lot of the games that were acquired, they're kind of concerned that they might not keep renewing those contracts with Sony as well. Like, how long are they going to get to play their games for? And that's probably the extent of my knowledge on it. All I know, it was very surprising people whose characters are like near and dear, and now they switch over to Xbox, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But some of them, like you mentioned, um, I think previous in a previous conversation, were already multi-platform. Right. So those might go on for longer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and to uh, answer your question, Emmanuel, when you said, are those games going to be exclusive to Xbox? I can guarantee you they're not because they're also going to be on PC. Yeah. That, that, well, you know, the Sony people are going to but PlayStation going to be like, but why? they will also, they will also <laughs> be on PC. They're not going to be only Xbox. We know this. 
It might not be on PlayStation, but it will be on PC. Sony, you, you, the Sony, the Sony fan base is gonna be like. Yeah, but how many more millions of players are there on PC? I was then? gonna say. I mean, I, like, I think it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's a concern, but you know, it's like Xbox, you know, Microsoft. Do you like money? You know, why yeah, would you fucking? Like why would you cut off <laughs> at least like I don't know, thirty percent of your players who might be yeah. playing on PlayStation? I don't actually know that statistic. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's less. Hmm. But why would you cut off that percentage of players? Um, from from Sony PlayStation, so I would assume that they're going to stay on uh, multi platforms and that they're going to continue to run that through the service. Whether or not they're just going to come up with a new game, um, or maybe just a different version of Call of Duty or something like that, that that will only be exclusive to uh, Microsoft products, so PC and Xbox, maybe. I just but had I a think funny like <laughs> Warzone and stuff might be. Go on. Well, I'm thinking about how this is Xbox's response to the fact that for the last. 10 years playstation has always had some sort of exclusivity deal with call of duty where yeah, true. they playstation always got like the dlc first or they always got something special and now xbox is like now we get all the dlc and specials <laughs> right. yeah right <laughs> no but seriously like no, even like when i saw that news first of all it was text to me by my girlfriend and i went it was the, it, the message said xbox is buying activision i went wait what <laughs> that doesn't make sense how are they buying activision and not blizzard <laughs> but anyways uh <laughs> i think it's it, it, i mean look like it's interesting it's an interesting acquisition for sure i would agree with like um crash bandicoot and spyro and everything they used to be big um uh mascots for me when i was growing up because i've played them on playstation but i am aware that they are multi-platform like the, yeah but that was only on playstation one yeah, Ever, after the playstation one they went multi-platform i was playing spyro and crash bandicoot on my nintendo ds and yeah then it came to xbox right, right. and gamecube you know, we got Crash Bandicoot games, we got Spyro games, and we got Skylanders. Like, there was all of these oh, things outside of the original core games that were PlayStation yeah. exclusives. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's just like from from like a nostalgic point of view, that was like, a, oh, really? Yeah. What? But of course, they have been multi multi-platform for, for sure. a number of years. So now that they're going to be Microsoft properties, like, yeah. oh, well, does it really do anything different? No, probably not. And um, back to your I, point when you said, oh. do you like money? Look what Microsoft did with Minecraft. They bought Minecraft and they said, we're going to keep oh, selling yeah. it everywhere because it makes Huge. millions of dollars. So yeah, like why wouldn't th they? there's just no way like Microsoft love money. <laughs> yeah. And now he's um, a smash character for some reason now. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, but I, I think this is going to be a really interesting acquisition. Obviously, Activision Blizzard or, you know, both really, but more Activision had been in some hot fucking water. Um, because of the way that they run their businesses and how they treat their staff and the mistreatment of um, from every everybody, but you know mostly women and uh, minority women as well. And you're just like, you know, fuck you guys. So honestly, I'm I'm super glad to see that Bobby Kotick is probably going to be retiring somehow. Um, I believe, yeah, I believe he's also going to get a hefty, hefty check, a hefty payout, which is a bit yeah. um, I, that sucks, boss. But at least he's out. <laughs> but, at least he's gone. But like, at least he's out, yeah. and hopefully this will be a better environment for the teams that work in Activision Blizzard. I really hope that that stuff really does improve. It did come to me like as soon as as soon as that was announced, I was like, a, "Hmm, is this like a white knight thing that Xbox are doing? They're just like, let's just swoop in and save Activision Blizzard and be like, buy <laughs> filth and like get rid of the people that are causing <laughs> that was all the fucking kind shit." Kind of the notion I went with because I wrote an article about this the day after the news broke for the oh, Couch Soup site called "Xbox to the Rescue." Yeah. Oh shit! I did not read that. I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> That's like so Whoops. on the same line. I'm How sorry. I'm sorry. Dare you? Listen. Well, you didn't even know, so my narrative is correct. So. Oh, absolutely. It just <laughs> seems that way, and I think like it must. It just must be a popular thought then as well because of all the yeah. shit that they were in. But uh, I really do hope that this is a good. Um, this is this is good news for for I'm pretty hoping. much everybody, and yeah. and for hopefully the employers are sorry, and the employees who work um, at those companies and the game devs in general. I really hope that they're. Their lives yeah. get better now with this acquisition. I generally see this as being very positive and hope that it will get a lot of good outcomes, either new games or, you know, returning to old games or at least better uh, work life and culture for the people who work within these studios and Xbox being in charge of that and Phil Spencer and the way he's changed things and restructured things with Xbox mm -hmm. will hopefully yeah. lead to a much better situation than what was going on under Bobby Kotick. Agreed. Yeah. But, and also Overwatch 2. I've been playing Overwatch oh, yeah. since launch. And when the announcement yes. dropped, I think it was like in 2019, 
I was like, I can't wait. They're adding new heroes. They're probably rehashing all the older heroes that are there. And then it went off the grid. Yeah. Like with the, with the Microsoft acquisition, um, especially when they acquire studios, they're expecting, they're expecting top notch products that they have. Especially when 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 we saw Rare, Rare had the Killer Instinct remake. They had Sunset Overdrive. No, that's, no, that's, that's Insomniac, that's okay, which is now Insomniac. a PlayStation yeah. Studio. <laughs> Quick one eighty. But <laughs> Rare Rare has had like good success with Microsoft. That went off the grid too, but that's for another time. But with Overwatch two, I've been waiting for an Rare did not develop the Killer Instinct also. remake. For Xbox, yeah. it was Iron Galaxy and Double Helix, yeah. but it's still a rare property. Yeah, so. Rare went on to do Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Now, Sea of Thieves is mm. their major property. So good, by right. the way. Oh, it's Who doesn't amazing. want to be a little pirate roaming the seas, you know? Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> so, just great. Sorry, great game. Yeah, but also like yeah, that's what I've been waiting for for a while because I've been playing Overwatch like nonstop. Like when they had all the seasons, when they had the changes of hey, choose your character on your queue, it'll show up in twenty minutes. I'm like, okay, that's great. But now we're seeing this acquisition. Now we we might see Overwatch actually two might be at least a teaser trailer, something. So mm-hmm. that way, like the fans have been waiting for a while for the sequel to happen, and with this acquisition, hopefully, like the team there will actually dish something out instead of just literally just going off the grid with with announcements so but anything can happen stranger things can happen in any acquisition like this but we'll see how it goes yeah agreed i actually i i was excited about it. like i don't actually play a lot of activision blizzard stuff but i do play overwatch and i'm like when the news hit i was like but but overwatch but then obviously shortly afterwards phil spencer was like no we're gonna continue support for multi-platform i'm like fucking yes uh great cool good good news but i do hope that you're right that uh, that overwatch 2 is just around the corner for a new announcement for when they're like reborn this activision blizzard so yeah mm-hmm. cool speaking of upcoming cool. games uh <laughs> speaking of upcoming games february's lineup is pretty fucking stacked That's with right. uh with <laughs> some big 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 games some of your highly anticipated ones there dan huh huh any any games you're looking forward to <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the most anticipated game of for the for the last few years is Bassmaster Fishing 2022. Finally. No, it's Elden Ring. No, it's, it's absolutely Elden Ring. Okay. <laughs> the latest game from Hidetaka Miyazaki, famed game director of Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. That game is coming in less than a month, and I That's think right. we're all excited. I don't know about you, Pagan, because I don't think you yes. play those kind of games. I mean, I've never played a, a, a Bloodborne or Dark Souls or anything, but I, I have just been messaging a friend recently. Um, a friend of mine is, is doing a playthrough on, on YouTube, and there's quite a few of these playthroughs on YouTube, obviously, the Dark mm-hmm. Souls and uh, Bloodborne. I was like, I've never played any of these. Any advice? Should I start one? I don't know. And they're like, fuck yeah, just play Bloodborne or whatever. I was like, cool, great, we'll do. I <laughs> so, just beat Bloodborne. Finally. I would like to. I would like to <laughs> nice. play them. I, I have nice. them on my list. Finally. Uh, other big releases for February. Pagan are Dying Light Two comes out. I think the third of February. Is that right? I think so. Um, yes. That's coming out pretty yes. pretty soon. So once this episode releases, you guys, um, it will already mm-hmm. be out. Of course, Sifu's coming out. Grid Legends, uh, Destiny's Two. Sorry, Destiny Two's The Witch King, exp- The Witch Queen expansion. Excuse me. And of course, English. Horizon Forbidden West, which is probably one of my fa- favorite games or one of my um, highly anticipated games because I think. I have to say, I think I don't. I didn't give Horizon Zero Dawn a lot of love the first time I played it, mm. and I was like, "Nah, I don't really like it. It's kind of crap. I don't really get the story. I'm not really involved, or whatever." But then it's one of those games that I would continuously think about for ages after I've played it. I would just be like, "Oh God, do you remember that? Or do you remember this? Or the feeling of like roaming around or like um, conquering the different caves and stuff." I loved it. I thought it was great. So I think um, as much as I didn't appreciate it the first time I played it. As I've been continuing playing more and more of it, I'm like, damn, I'm really excited for Horizon Forbidden West. So, yeah. I think a lot of people are looking forward to Forbidden West, definitely, because there's going to be a lot of um, new things in addition to what they had in the first game. I think a lot more interaction between Aloy as a main character and people's beloved side characters. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be really fun to see. That's right. And there's some great cast as well. Like, Carrie Ann Moss is now in this one uh, for Horizon Ooh. Forbidden West. Like, w- what? Like, Okay. All right. I didn't know that Lance Reddick was in it, and then I only just learned that Angela Bassett is playing the new like antagonist. And I was like, yeah. oh, which I is had so no cool. idea. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So 
That one was good. That one was good. But I know that you guys are big fans of Elden Ring so far, and you guys are looking forward to a lot coming up with that. So as much as I cannot contribute to the whole Dark Souls, mm. Bloodborne, Sekiro type of genre, um, I am excited to see what everybody else thinks about Elden Ring. Um, Emmanuel, I actually understand that you got to play the te- the network test, right? Did you Did you already play some of the beta? Yeah, I was blown away with the well not only from a gameplay standpoint but the world it's a complete departure from the drab and dreary of um demon souls and all three dark souls um you see it's it's pretty much (laughs) it's it's drab and dreary but it's the exact opposite with uh elden ring and going through the game world it's like the the world's come to life and when you first get out of the world and you see the Elden Ring and seeing how the world functions, what 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 kind of drew my interest too is the uh, it's the it's they're bringing back a lot of features that were from the prior Souls games. Um, the most important one is probably the world tendencies. So for those who are Ooh. not familiar with the Souls uh, Souls uh, the Souls games, world tendency is basically how the world changes based on the actions you make. So when you beat a boss, let's say in Demon Souls, um, the world tendency goes to white. If you keep dying in a world, um, which happened to me, I'm playing Demon Souls right now. There's one world that's like pure black because I'm terrible of one of the worlds. <laughs> it goes to black. Um, but the black tendency, I'm, I'm not sure how the mechanic works, whether it's similar to Elden Ring or not. What I think is if you keep dying on the world, it'll get harder and harder and harder to go through that world, much like in Demon Souls, so and seeing Isaac. how. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh, no. I asar. <laughs> See now, I had I hadn't heard about world tendencies coming into Elden Ring, but I also read read an article about how they're designing portions of the games to be more accessible for players and being less yes. stressful, not any less difficult, but less stressful. So yeah, I feel I like that that's too. a little counterintuitive to the old way of world tendencies where it just gets more and more difficult <laughs> no and, and also what they're bringing i mean they're they kind of learned cues from sekiro too mm. where um they made it they made the attack system a bit more simpler but there's still there's still that grounded you have to time everything right or else you're going to miss your attack kind of a feature so i want to get um, a seems... little bit more of your physical like what you did in the network test Oh, because oh. I, I, you're going really like... broad right now, and I want more of yeah. the fine-tuned. This is my experience with a network test. Oh yeah, for sure. No, no, this is what I've read to. But from from a personal standpoint, um, it's it's fun. I I loved I love fooling around in the world, and especially when I tried out um, when I tried out the different classes. There were five, I believe. That's been once I did network test. There were five, I believe, that I tried out. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I used is like the the enchanted knight, which is fun. Okay. That's just like the most fun characters. I'm not a magic person, too. You basically have a staff and a shield that blocks okay. uh, physical damage, and you're basically like a tank character that shoots magic bolts out. And the bosses are when I played that with one of the bosses, I was like, oh, this is pretty easy. Just throw bolt, bolt, shield, bolt, bolt, shield, and it's like it's one of those tanky characters that. I enjoyed with and the mounted combat is kind of fun too. Cause you can actually, you can shield bash a, an enemy and it's like, Oh, there's like, you feel the, you see the impact and you feel the impact from, from a sound design perspective. It's like, you hear the boom, like, Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. So I had a good time on that. I played throughout the whole weekend and there were some bugs. There was one, I should have recorded this too. <laughs> there was one where I went and fought the boss and I fell down the world. I'm like, oh, he thanks. fell through the world. Oh, no. Yeah, I fell through the world. I was like, thanks, game. All right. Hold <laughs> so, on. Then. Now, Liz is really excited for this game. But okay. if I, if I yes. know correctly, if I'm correct, you've never played a Souls game before, correct? I have never played a Souls game. I've never played any game from, from software. Um, my friend who, um, they work as a business consultant. So when they do have free time, they try to play like a bunch of the new games that come out. And they told me that basically from software games will make you wish you were dead. So they may <laughs> oh not kill you, Par for the course. make you wish Par for you were the dead. Course. Now, Par for the, the catchphrase on Dark Souls was prepare to die. 
That was the tagline oh. on the box. <laughs> oh, oh no! Yeah. I think so, I have a Demon Souls box. Hold on. Yeah. So that's where I before so I'm, uh, Emmanuel got way too deep into gameplay and mechanics because you've never played the game. I want to hear from your I'm perspective, not. Elden Ring. You know, not knowing any of this stuff. <laughs> um. So. I have done a lot of research, but since I've never played a game, I'm trying to, I've been advised to like take my play style for other games and consider that when I'm creating my character. So I did look at the Enchanted Knight that Emmanuel mentioned, and I'm also looking at the warrior character. I'm not going to lie, primarily because of the dragon flame feature, yeah. and I'm a big Game <laughs> of Thrones fan, so I sort of just want that one just for the dragon feature. Nice. But I'm also really excited because of the story, so I'm a huge George R. R. Martin fan, and when I found out he helped make the background for the world, that's what really pulled me in. And then when I see, you know, I've watched playthroughs and done all sorts of research for writing my article, um, I, you get to see how the game mechanics are there to support the world building. Like you have your mystical horse creature who can do the vertical traversal. And I think they've also added in some new gameplay stuff. So in addition to their world map, they've also, you have the ability to jump and fight from horseback, which I think mm -hmm. is new. Yep. I think they're also adding new counter moves. And I've heard a lot about their, they have a multiplayer feature that I think is really cool. There's not a lot known about it just yet, mm. but from what I've researched, it's speculated that you can make groups and then you can leave notes and clues throughout the world mm -hmm. for your group. Like you can leave bloodstains cool. and stuff. Yeah. So I think that'd be yeah, really helpful that's, for that's puzzles. Every soul now I can echo on that. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, there, there's an asymmetrical multiplayer aspect to just about every FromSoft game in that of the Souls series, oh, okay, except cool. for Sekiro. Sekiro is a strictly single player game. They have now. They have now. What do you mean? They have a multiplayer. They have now? the they have they have like the little imprints. That oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, so in cool. the yeah, Demon thing. Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, there's a system of messaging where you can leave notes for other players. So, as a new player gotcha. is walking around, you can see these blood stains, you can see these notes, and you can kind of get a hint at what's to come. A lot of times, you'll see like a blood stain, and you touch on it, and you'll see like a ghost apparition of another player, and you oh, see wow. the last few seconds right before they die. So. You'll oh. see them like, <laughs> That's like so cool. Uh, uh, and then you'll see them yeah. like fall and die, and you're like, "What killed them?" Or you'll see them like fall off the cliff, and you're like, "Oh, they fell down there, and now they're dead." This is an every, one of those fucking games. I Hell didn't yeah. know about yeah, this. This is do. so yeah. cool. Yeah, you do. And then there's like before uh, in the old games, there was always this thing. There was this fog where when you traverse the fog, you fight a boss or something. And a lot of times, people would leave notes that say like be prepared for or use fire. Like the message system is you can't write whatever you want. You have to choose from a list of select right. words. Oh, so no. you have, to, it's kind of cryptic. And then there's other people will Very troll cute. you. They'll leave messages like jump from here. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. to where? <laughs> and it, yep. you'll die. <laughs> and uh, do, where do you respawn then? Is it like checkpoints like locally? It depends on the game. These games are brutally yeah. difficult. <laughs> and sometimes you'll, you die and you respawn at the last place you rested. So oh. depending on the game, so Demon Souls, Dark Souls have the the bonfires, essentially. It's a little resting spot. You rest at the fire. And mm -hmm. uh, Bloodborne, it's the lantern. Um, yep. And then I forget what it is in Sekiro I, off the top of my head. Uh, Buddha, uh, it's a, it's a, a commuter, commuter idol. Yeah, commuter shrine. Okay. Yeah. I think Elden Ring has places of grace, yes. I think. So I think yes. there's these little, um, they look like fires, yeah. but they're little um, lights that come out of the Yeah, ground. so a lot of times. So I hear you can also. Go ahead, go ahead, Liz. I hear you can also um, invade other players' worlds. Like you can yes. jump in their worlds. You can invade and, like, other people and, and stuff. attack them. And when them. you die, it sends you back to you yours. You can kill other players. You can be killed by other players. Yep. It's pretty uh, frustrating. <laughs> Wait. And, yeah. Uh, and, so and if, you, if you're a low level, you're screwed. Is this, is this <laughs> yeah, specifically I mean, to Elden Ring? All the Dark Souls, Soulsborne all, games. Uh, I haven't seen Sekiro yet. I haven't seen that. So, well, Sekiro yet. doesn't oh. have the multiplayer. Okay, aspect. okay. They have the remnants, so it's similar to that. Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. Right. I'm I'm basically anticipating wandering around trying to look at these castles because anybody who knows me will tell me that I love everything castles, everything knights, etc., stuff like that. So I'm imagining myself walking up to this castle and then just getting chopped down right in the middle of you know my steps by some random. Player in my experience, <laughs> at least in these games, whenever somebody invades your world, you're told the game tells you you've been invaded. Yeah. Oh, good. So you know. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, you like it's not like a notice. sneak attack. It's not a sneak attack or anything. It's yeah. like so this player is invading your world. It's like charges right. It's usually like a red player that will mm -hmm. just invade. I don't know about Elden. I haven't. I haven't been invaded yet because 
hopefully no one does that in the real game. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, hopefully everybody's like nice for like the first right? yeah. week while everybody plays, <laughs> and then they just jump in. That's, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, you oh can God. go. But I think yeah. the word "nice" and from software. No mercy. Go to YouTube and yeah. Google like uh, the troll videos on Dark Souls, where players will troll other oh, players no. in Dark Souls, <laughs> and it is brutal. <laughs> like what people do to each oh, other oh yeah like, no Awful. demon souls especially like when you do invasion I, I played both the remastered and ps3 if a player's level is higher than you like you better hold on for dear life for heal or just wail at it because if you're not if you're human like in, in the game you're gonna be like a soul from it. oh thanks like I, i've worked that for nothing oh my god yeah this yeah. is horrifying Fatality. and the what? other aspect that a lot of these games <laughs> it is kind of scary yeah. so the the other mechanic that i think elden ring is going to have that the other games have is when you kill enemies you gain the game's version of experience in uh mm. dark souls it was souls in bloodborne it's blood echoes in uh, elden ring it's uh, the runes i believe yes um runes. in those I games so. when you die you drop your experience so you lose your oh. progress essentially. Ah. So and you mm -hmm. you get one chance to get back to it and reclaim it. If you die again, it's gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I got myself into. Like I I do not know what I'm getting myself into here. Yeah. I'm just gonna have to jump in. <laughs> You're either gonna love it or hate it. <laughs> Most people love oh, it. No. One of those extremes. Oh. Same do to you, think... Pagan. No, if you decide I'm... to play these, I I I definitely <laughs> will. At some point, I definitely. Excuse me, I dropped my pen. I definitely will. Um, I have to ask though, which do you like? Which would you play first? Like, would you play like? Would I just play Bloodborne? If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna prep for like Elden Ring, say, would you play Bloodborne or Dark Souls or Demon Souls? Like, what would you, Dark what, what would you Souls, recommend someone pick up first? I would say Dark Souls is the closest in play style to Elden Ring because mm -hmm. Bloodborne is a little different. Bloodborne does its own thing, but same mechanics. Um, from what I've seen with Elden Ring, it follows a very similar mechanic to what they did in Dark Souls, melded with some of what they did with Sekiro. Like, uh, Liz, you mentioned the new um, posture system that's pulled from Sekiro. Yes. So these are. I hear that they have jumping now, mm -hmm. too. I mean, you could jump in the yes, old games, do. too, but it's like a weird, like, you can't really control your jump. It's, it's like a Mario gotcha. jump. It's <laughs> one of the playthroughs i was watching um so they went to i think that the castles are called um legacy dungeons mm. and so there's yes a lot there's they sort of interweave with the gameplay seamlessly and the playthrough that i was watching they're basically traversing the castle vertically using their jumps so it's a little i presume from someone who's not played the previous games i presume this one is a little more precise mm. i'm guessing maybe the jump mechanic is a little more I'm wondering precise how the fall damage is going to be because fall damage is a Biarch in the it's old non-existent. <laughs> it's non-existent. There's no fall damage um, in Elden Ring. Yeah, there's 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 no fall damage. I tried jumping on the highest castle. I'm like, oh, I don't have any okay, fall damage. Okay, fall damage was oh, always the fine. thing that made me the most nervous in the old games because you fall from somewhere and you take a buttload of damage and you're like, Shh, and I died. <laughs> that may be story based. I wonder because I know that um, the character that each gamer is going to play as is a tarnished, basically. So they've been exiled from this world and now they're mm. being called back in oh. to tackle, I think, the demigods. Yeah. So it mm. may be story based. Like yes. it could be that you're not fully human. So you may not be injured by stuff that would injure a human. That's clever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, it's one of those clever bits, too. And it's like when I read the lore, especially like just on the story reveal, it's like you're it's it's every single souls game you are this unreformed like oh, okay this is where, where it's gonna go to and like the fall damage <laughs> isn't as bad i think when you do turn into like a human form you may have fall damage but they haven't really disclosed it yet but mm. on the playthroughs that i've done i just went to the highest point of, of the map and it's just, i jumped i'm like oh there's no fall damage okay that'll save a lot of players uh headaches. a lot of lives <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i did um find an article by the director saying that more players will finish Elden Ring as opposed to the previous series that they've done based on how they're structuring the new game because they're trying to make it where the game is still hard and challenging but they're trying to I guess make it an easier to get through experience in some form or fashion mm -hmm. it's hard to really understand what they mean when they're like more players will finish this game it's like yeah but it's still hard yeah i think so, um it's yeah. i was actually that was going to be my next point was was i i was going to ask you do you think this is going to be as difficult as the original games like the other games like bloodborne and dark souls because i know that they're all like 
sort of known or well known for being extremely difficult and frustrating. Probably um, in its own right, it probably will still be difficult. Yeah, but I think when when you said that that uh, Miyazaki said that you know more players will finish it, I think that will say something about maybe the degree of difficulty so for example because you don't have fall damage maybe a lot of people will be like oh thank mm. god because that's the that's the thing that killed me the most you know i wonder if i wonder if they have some sort of algorithm that tells them like what the percentage of deaths are caused by they can probably see that especially from those <laughs> the, the the blood echo or the, the blood yeah, splash the where notes. you see the player falling yeah. off the stage like how many of these do we have physical manifestation yeah yeah <laughs> so that's gonna be interesting then and then i mean you said that you've only finally finished bloodborne did you stop that game and, and pick it up later yes uh so i bought this... i got that game when it first came out uh mm-hmm. and the reason i stopped playing it was because i got stuck on one of the bosses uh, yeah but see maybe that's what maybe that's what they mean that like more people will finish the game it's like more be more people will be compelled yeah. to actually fin- finish it in the same year that they got it type thing it also depends on whether or not you're willing to play with people i've learned with these games that Uh, it's a much easier experience if you play with people it's still hard but it's easier to get through if you play with people rather than play solo oh you can play wait i thought you could only like you could leave messages for other players can you can you invite somebody else to your world it's part of the asymmetrical multiplayer. You can summon other players into your game world mm-hmm. and they will help you for a limited period of time based on progression stages in previous entries. Um, a player would join you and they stay with you until you beat the area boss. Once you beat the area boss, it mm-hmm. kicks them out. Oh. Go ahead, Liz. Yes, Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, I think they also have um you can summon spirits in this yes. game too, or summon yes, ghosts. That was Phantoms. a game changer. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. Phantoms. So apparently Phantoms, like yeah. if you're up against like this really um intimidating boss fight and obviously it's something that you would die a bazillion times trying to beat yourself, you can um summon phantoms and sometimes you can yeah. summon groups of phantoms, I think, also to help and to distract them while yeah. you actually uh, I have a story on that. Actually I was fighting one of the bosses. It's a really I forgot the name too so there was a summon where it's basically an army of like 10 people I was like, i'll just summon this i pressed it down there's like 10 zombies i'm like okay oh, wow. <laughs> there's, cool. there's support all right cool and they just distract the enemy at least and i was still shooting bolts but the 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 boss oh, at the time that makes just basically yeah it's just it's eye-opening for me thinking about the idea of more players will finish this game if they've introduced these elements of being able to summon these kind of elements where mm-hmm. you can distract that's the hardest part about playing these games solo is you're the key focus you're the only thing sure. there the enemies want to fight so mm-hmm. it's harder for you to avoid dying but if you have these yeah. summons to distract enemies it makes it easier for you to like wail on them while they're fighting the the summon so that can yeah. be a big part of that there's wolves too. There's like the wolves. three wolves. The wolves are cool. Yeah. There's a there's there's zombies too. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a little well, easy just because it it moves away from the from the player being attacked and the boss is like pretty much preoccupied with those zombies and the the boss was like boss. after five minutes just shooting bolts nonstop and it's like oh it's done all right cool moving on <laughs> nice well yeah I mean it does sound like a really cool experience and I mean you don't have that long to wait I believe it comes out the 25th did you say 25th the day after my birthday oh the day after your birthday oh god happy birthday in advance emmanuel hope you have a great day um i was like that's my birthday gift to myself it's a birthday gift to your sale yeah that was me in in 2017 when resident evil 2 remake came out on the 24th the day after my birthday uh treat yourself with a nice better way to spend the day (laughs) <laughs> all right just before we yeah, wrap- yeah i know right ah, it happens it happens so before we wrap up today i wanted to quickly discuss something that has been long awaited by a lot of us here in the community for uh couch soup which is the uncharted movie is coming out on the 14th is that right 18th 18th of uh, february i think it's- I want to say it's the 18th, four yeah, days easy. after um, Valentine's Day. So forgot. Uncharted <laughs> is is coming out on the 18th of February. It looks exciting. I'm excited for it. I don't know. There's a lot of mixed feelings, I'm sure. But I just wanted to guys get your reactions. Are you going to go see it? Elizabeth, let's start with you. Are you going to go see the movie? Um, I am not going to go see it in theaters. I think I'm going to wait, which is... um. I'm a huge fan of the game, so it's frankly just because I'm nervous. I'm not sure if I want to go see it in theaters. I'm just nervous, to be honest. But um, I did see one of the trailers, and he does the Nathan Drake running knee. 
and that was good. So <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, frankly, personally, I'm nervous, and I'm going to leave it at that. That's fair. That's fair. You're going to like let everybody else test the waters first and then <laughs> yes, like, check, like suss it out. Be like, is that worth seeing? I don't know. Right. I'm going to, I'm probably going to let everybody else go see it and then I'll start reading. The <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's if fair. Jeremy John says it's good, it's good enough for me. That's <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the game, so I'm happy it gets an adaptation. I'm excited to see what everybody thinks. I mean, it's been in the works for a decade. Yeah, I think yes. It's yeah, it's while. been through production how long? For sure. Mm -hmm. I think they call it yeah developmental health. Yeah, <laughs> I think um I I'm also very excited about this. I didn't see many of the trailers other than the one that we discussed on uh trailer talk. Trailer talk. I didn't want to see any of the other trailers because they tend to do this thing that they just keep pushing out trailers and it shows me the whole movie in the trailer and I'm like, bro, what do you like? I don't see this. And then they released the, the fight scene recently in in the in the plane. And I've just seen that, like, mm -hmm. they release a fight scene. I'm like, well, why would you do that? Like, I'm not going to watch that because I want to watch that in cinema. And I know that there's a lot of people who are like, oh, actually, it was pretty much cut down. I'm sure that there's some other unseen yeah. stuff. But why? You know what? You do you, Sony. I would have you... preferred well, if they and... hinted at the fight scene rather than showed it. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Just, like, small little, like, teaser stuff would would have been enough for me, to be honest. Uh, Emmanuel, what about you? Are you going to see it? Uh, I have a really bad track record with, with, with video game movies. The, the last time I saw, and this is how bad of a movie I went to, I saw the Monster Hunter movie. Ew. And oh. that was a dumpster fire. <laughs> that was a dumpster. I was, because I'm a fan of the games. And I'm, I'm a fan of the Uncharted series. Yeah, now. but Paul W.S. I Anderson. played through all Same. four and, <laughs> and, and, and Lost Legacy. But I'm, I have a fear. And I think it's one of the articles on the CouchSoup web website is, there's always a hint of there's always something missing with movies that are adapting video games as as an as a medium game, you're in you're you're that character you're that character you're Nathan Drake you're jumping off uh finding uh finding um th those lost treasures in those four games mm -hmm. at this point in the move in, in 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 the movie you're just the audience and and at least the one thing that I'm very optimistic is they took elements of of the games, which they should. <laughs> you don't want it to become Indiana Jones for no reason and and throw a, a nod to, to to the movies. But the one thing that kind of made me convinced to watch it, probably on Blu-ray um, theaters, it depends. I don't know because um, just because of uh, just because of the current situation here in Austin with 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 the pandemic, is the po I posted a po I, I posted a poster of the movie and i was like okay and they're really going all in with the game mm -hmm. the game source material and they rode with it and i'm 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 excited but at the same time cautious because there's always that missing element of interactivity with with movies that are adapted from video games but stranger things can happen you never know it could be it could be the next tomb raider because tomb raider they were there was so much um my bar was very low at the time but it, it went it, it was pretty decent so hopefully uncharted will be uh, good, but yeah, it's been a decade. It's been through production hell. I might as well see it now because there, it's 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 finally happening. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely fair point, Elizabeth. I think um, one of our contributors on Couch Soup is actually going to be able to write a review. I think for us, I want to. I believe Lily hoping to come out. Lily's going to try and write mm -hmm. a review for it. Nice. Yes. That's gonna be awesome. Oh, I'm excited really to nice. see Lily's review. Yeah, I'm really excited to read her opinions and see what she thought about it. Yeah, I think there's a, there's quite a lot of us riding high here. Like we're just kind of we're really hoping it's going to be good. Um, obviously, movies that are about video games have not had the best track record, uh, like Emmanuel said. But um, but yeah, I think there's quite a few people that are just like, oh, please, please be good. Yeah, just definitely optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I I look. Look, it's it's busy. It's because of Mark Wahlberg. Everybody knows. Everyone's like, "What?" Because like some people were like, oh, "Tom Holland," but then they got over it, and now they just still can't get over the fact that Mark Wahlberg is silly. Uh, I'm ready for Antonio Banderas, so. Dude, yeah. Like, I, I look. I'm down with that. I think it's. I think it's great. I think it could be really, really good. Um, I'm skeptical about Sully. I have to say, just skeptical, but I'm optimistic. Cautiously, we're gonna optimistic. need a basement at this point in time in the movie, but if no basement, no movie. <laughs> right. To be exactly. fair, the basement had nothing to do with the character of Sully. <laughs> True. You were going <laughs> real deep fair. into the fandom. <laughs> it's uh, Richard McGonagall's basement. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I would love I somehow. I, I would it, love Richard McGonagall sure, to have so. some sort of cameo in there. I'm so like that would be so cool if Richard McGonagall could just do something like if he's like the bus drivers. Oh, please! <laughs> like, I would love. It's Richard like that cross cameo. If Nolan's gonna have a cameo. I don't know. Like he's he's been all over the internet to be like, no, he's, he was he's never set. been asked. He well, was on set. Yeah, but so a lot of people get invited to sets, especially if they're like basing mm. the the character on you or type of thing, you know. So I don't know. It would be cool though. I I'm still gunning for a, a fucking Richard McGonagall one though. <laughs> Just like the ice cream man or something. Come on, he'd be so cool. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll get to see it, and I'm I'm definitely gonna go see it. Danny, are you gonna go see it in cinema? Yes. Nice. Great. That wraps us up. <laughs> <You got> it. <laughs> All right. So you guys no, actually, I'm gonna. Let me know. I am gonna go see it because uh, I know Brandy is actually very interested in going to see it in theaters. And then I did the upgrade for the PS5 version of Uncharted that got me a free movie ticket. So it's like, hey, half off, cool. So dope. <laughs> so I will only pay seventeen dollars to see it instead of thirty eight dollars. So <laughs> wow, that's not bad. Is that's it seventeen dollars a ticket? it's like 15 depending on the theater depending on like it ranges i think the cheapest is 14 dollars up to almost 20 depending on they have different like like levels of theater experiences now okay yeah the last time we went all right saw... america pop off you do you boo <laughs> like, <laughs> we all I'm seen forget... the same movie <laughs> I, I got discounted tickets i forgot now what it was that i saw last in theaters but that always happens every time I go to the movies. I always forget what I saw a week later. Uh, mine was Bond. They have the all last these different. Movie I saw was was No Time to Die. Mm, I haven't seen that yet. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing okay. it. I I don't expect to be wowed. I feel like mm. I've like you said. I feel like I've already seen the movie from the trailers. I'm annoyed that some of those big set pieces were already shown in the trailers, and I don't expect to be surprised by anything. I will be really happy. If I get at least one scene where uh, I can't, why am I blanking? Peter Parker, <laughs> the new Nathan Tom Drake. Holland. Tom Holland. I'm like, Tom I Holland. had Tom in there somewhere. Tom <laughs> Sorry, Holland. Sorry, clip that. <laughs> I'll be really excited if Tom Holland's walking through like the museum or like the bad guy's facility and randomly sees like a sparkle in the darkness and goes, What's that? and walks in the corner and goes, This is a super rare artifact from the Incan Empire of 19. 19- you know and be like cool and he pockets it and then moves on yeah and i'll be, be like cool. yes yeah yeah that'd be nice that'd be a nice little easter egg a treasure i want yeah a little tr- yeah exactly i want a treasure easter egg like treasure treasure treasure, yes. <laughs> treasure. that'd be so good oh that, really that would so. make me happy to give that just give that little slight nod <laughs> absolutely but otherwise I, I look forward to it but i'm not expecting much yeah, I think sometimes with those, those type of movies, like, keep low. your bar low. Yeah, <laughs> keep your bar low, and then if you come out really surprised, you're like, oh, great. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. If the scene of the flying boats by flown by helicopters gets even more bombastic and turns into something even bigger than that, I guess I'll be happy. <laughs> I think I think the biggest Just... I think that one of the biggest things that we had a gripe with from the original trailer was because of the uh the crate scene like flying out of the airplane kind of like holding onto the crates and stuff um and myself and adam were discussing this and we were just like why does this look weird like why does it feel wrong like it's 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 the video game it's the scene from the video game so why does it feel weird it's because it's it's like it's all green screen the camera Mm. angles are different because you can't get the same camera angles with you know that you do in a video game because obviously they're impossible to achieve um but it is all green screen and the camera angles just feel weird so I'm just hoping that they somehow manage to pull that off. I'm hoping that with trailer editing, there is bits that were just missed or not seen or, you know, there's stuff that's done better. So I'm, like you say, cautiously optimistic. My bar is like mm-hmm. medium to low. So I'm really hoping Mine's I'm going to come out low. of there being like, wow, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Mine was mine subterranean. It's all. It's <laughs> <in my brain>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm prepared to be blown away by any capacity. Okay. Even if it's like the Easter egg and it's like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Well, that's that about wraps us up. Dan, you want to take a song? I actually play Forza. Or if I keep saying Forza when I want to say Horizon. Because I mix up Forza and Horizon and Horizon. and I was well, going to oh, make oh, a note. 
right. about Horizon that I have pre-ordered. I haven't finished the first game, but I'm going to try the new one when it comes out for some reason. Yeah. But yeah. It looks oh, visually boy. impressive. Elden Ring. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so <laughs> My <good>. body is <laughs> that, ready. I forgot to show this, too. Like I was at a signing. I forgot to show this on the uh, Elden Ring bit. He signed uh, a, a copy of Starport in uh, oh. Midtown Comics in George New York R. City. Martin. Um, George R. R. Martin was there. I, I couldn't take pictures because the comic book staff's like, no, you can't take pictures. I'm like, oh. fine. Um, we had a conversation for at least like five minutes. Um, besides Game of Thrones, like I, I almost asked when's the last book coming out. Like that's gonna make me sound like a jerk. Don't do that. But uh, <laughs> I asked him about um, how he's worked on Elden Ring, and um, he said he had a great time working with Miyazaki and the team at From Software. So if George R. R. Martin approves the team from From Software, Elden Ring is gonna be insane just at that point. And uh, it was like a five minute conversation, and then and then. Uh, and then the comic book, uh, the comic book staff was like, "Get out of here!" I'm like, "Okay, fine." So, but um, I'm glad that he's approved of working with the team at From. Um, so we'll see. I mean, um, it's going to be great no matter what. But if George R. R. Martin has his se- se- uh, seal of approval, you know, it's going to be a good game. I take I take day. Miyazaki's seal over George R. R. Martin's. On honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Maybe because you're hey. not as big of a George R. R. Martin fan. I mean, but I we love have Game of Thrones. Don't get me wrong. I love Game of Thrones, but right. I I've loved Miyazaki's games for a lot longer. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Anyways, I read one book already. So and they both. I... Oh, go ahead. No, no, good. I, I cut you off there. Uh, well, they both definitely sort of combined geniuses to bring the game for about. Sure. So I know mm. fans from both sides of the platform are going to find something they love. People who played right. the From Software games before are going to find a lot of things that they mm-hmm. love. And I'm definitely looking forward to the lore, for sure. Mm. So I think everybody's going to be able to get a little something. Yes, indeed. Nice. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's uh, take her out. So... Uh, thank you guys for joining us. And for everyone out there watching and listening, you can write us at the replayer podcast at gmail.com with any suggestions or anything you'd like to see us discuss on the show in the future. Or if you happen to want to be a guest, you can uh, let us know. You can be sure to find us on the couchsoup.com and you can listen to our show while you read some amazing articles like Liz's article about thieves or Elden Ring or Emmanuel's article about Monster Hunter. And I think you were working on one about Near. Yep. Nice. Yeah. The, the story of Near Replicants. Nice. That's going to be a very interesting article. Among other unfiltered pop culture opinions on things like Star Wars and Star Wars and Star Wars. Boba Fett. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm Dan. Thank you, Pagan. Thank you, Emmanuel and Liz, for joining us. This is a replayer podcast and game over. Game over, man. Game over. Game over, man. <laughs> game over. <laughs> Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.